and this is something that plagued me for a long time, you don't have to get up at 6 a.m. You don't have to get up at 5 a.m. Your morning yeah. routine starts when you get up. Welcome to episode 44 of Live It or Waste It. I am David Guggenheim. And I'm Dave Wine, and this is now the show about being the light in this dark time. If you are looking for tips and strategies on how to make the most out of this difficult time and getting the most out of your life during this pandemic, then this is the show to follow. Join us on our new journey of learning to live it during this pandemic with the help of the Live It or Waste It community. So to begin the show today, I think we owe the Live It or Waste It community an apology. Oh, yes. Due to some technical difficulties, we were not able to air episode 44 last week. Yeah, so we had to uh, re do what you're hearing now, re-record the show and bring it to you uh, a week late. I was out of town when we discovered that our show, the audio had been compromised and we weren't able to give you what we thought we were going to be able to give you. It was my fault. Uh, that's no, fine. no, no. It's my no, fault. No. I messed up. My microphone was messed up. But, you know, this is There's part no of life. Fault. This is part of life. We make mistakes. Uh, now I know to make sure to check all and every cable and do a sound check before the show. It's that simple. And now we move on. Thank you for being patient, everybody. As with anything, we, uh, we learn from it, hopefully, to make us whole again. You have to live and learn before your bridges burn. Mm -hmm. There you go. Who, did you just make that one up? No, that's a song. Who wrote that? That's a song by Joe Public. Joe Public? Joe Public was a band from the late 80s, early 90s. And I believe that was their big hit. Uh, one, hit uh, one hit wonders. No, they had several songs, but that was that was my the one I remember. They had several songs. I think all One Hit Wonders had several songs. They probably had a couple albums too. So, Dave, how are you doing? It's it's been a couple weeks. So, how how are you doing? I do fine. I mean, you know, other than messing up the audio from last week, I did I did miss hearing the show. It was strange not having the show for for that week. Because we went 43 in a row. I mean, that's, that's pretty special. Yeah, 43 yeah. weeks in a row of producing this, this uh, program we call Live It or Waste It. And I know, listen, I'm struggling with the quarantine. I mean, we went away for the weekend, which we certainly did a lot of social distancing and a right. lot of mask wearing. Um, but we were out in the world. And you're, you, you make your chances, your chances go up when you're not at home. There's, it's no, you know, there's no getting away from that. You're putting yourself at risk. You went on yeah. a vacation? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you do some, you know, vacation activities and stuff? Oh yeah. A lot of vacation activities. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. you were out there, you were really vacationing it up. I was virtual Chevy Chase vacationing. Well, I hope you didn't have to drive your Aunt Edith to Phoenix. No Edna, human I mean. beings. Yeah. 
No human beings were harmed in the during the course of my vacation. Thankfully, we almost ran over a deer, though. Oh, look out! Yeah, there was a deer issue, but we. Oh dear! Thankfully, my wife saw it. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Nobody said that. No one. No, no one said that. Yeah, so it was it was weird being out there. There was a lot of Europeans where we were staying, which I don't know how they're getting here. I mean, Europeans are flying on airplanes and then they're trying to be around us. And I think I get a penalty point as far as quarantine because we weren't. Although we were social distancing and wearing our masks. How did you feel about that? Were you you know, were you worried about it or did you at some point just forget about it and just get back to enjoying yourself? It depends. You know, you put yourself out in the world and you're social distancing and keeping away from people. You have your mask with you. You put it on when you're getting close to people. And that's, it's, it's different here than it is in places like California where you don't really wear a mask unless you're in contact with other people. But there was, we went to the Keys, the Florida Keys, and we were in Key West. And at some point, I turned to my wife and I said, there are too many people here. We should leave. We were walking around, not really touching anything. And generally outdoors, you feel more secure than you do indoors. But what can I say? I feel like I, a Florida man contracts COVID-19 while acting stupidly. So so do you feel like you need to go get tested or are you just going to wait and see if you... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, just, I, I, I... I mean, I don't know what to say about it, really. You know, I don't want to get tested, does? man. I think I'm going to get get tested and I'm going get to get it while I'm getting tested. Well, you know, the president said if we just stop testing, then the, the, the numbers will drop. They will drop to zero if, if we don't test. Yeah. Right. So why, why are we testing? Why are we testing? The test, in some ways, makes us sick. No, that's complete nonsense. I, I think a lot of this goes to what we're going to be talking about this week, where the quarantine has done a number on my morning routine. And there's very little mm -hmm. consistency left in my mornings. Uh, thank God we run the dishwasher so I could have my moment to unload the dishwasher to, to have some sort of consistency. But I think the video that you found for us this week was uh, very helpful or will be very helpful uh, going forward. But before we jump to that, we should do our weekly affirmation. Weekly affirmation. Let's do it. Everyone take a deep breath in and release. We are in a time of transition and it is up to all of us to set the path, even me, to be the example we want to be even me, with thoughtfulness and courage, gratitude and compassion, we do what is good for the whole, 
even when the sky is falling around us, we stand fast and stay focused or refocus. We take care of the little things to prepare for the big picture. And so it is, and so we live it. Even when we fall off the horse, we just get back on it. And I think that is my big lesson, my big takeaway from this past week is that sometimes you make choices that are not the best for the whole, that are maybe a little self-serving because you're going nuts. And I think a lot of people are, are feeling the same. And I know a friend of mine is actually renting an RV and he's taking his quarantine mobile. Look at that. And so he's got, he's got the virus and he's going to drive around the country and just <laughs> spread it all over. Why be a spreader when you could be a super spreader? Super yeah. spreader. That sounds perverse. Well, the, the, I, I don't, I mean, I don't mean to go on and on. Dave had stepped away from the, the microphone when I was doing the weekly affirmation and pretty much every single line in there I broke over the past week. <laughs> Everything. But we get back on that horse. That's right. That's what it's and about. Hopefully the pony ain't sick. Word of the week. Word of the week. Believe. 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 Do you need to believe in yourself in order to change? Yeah, this is a question I've been asking myself because uh, in all the changes that I've seen happen in, in me, I realized that I didn't in the beginning really believe that I could make all these changes. I thought maybe I could improve on some areas and who knows what, but I was going to just give it a shot and, and trust in someone else other than myself in how to do things and how to navigate through life. And, you know, doing this show has been a huge part of that, uh, learning from all these different people that we, we talk about every week. And it's, it's interesting how after you start to see results over and over again, you can't help but believe, you know, that, that the changes can be made and that you don't have to be the way you used to be. So the belief doesn't necessarily have to come in the beginning, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But at some point, you have to believe. And when you see results, there really is no better, better way of, of believing in a, new, in a new way, a new system. Yeah, I mean, I have to concur. I mean, belief is sometimes tough. I mean, if when you're saying, do I believe myself when I'm going to make A, B, and C changes or have A, B, and C goals? In, in the future, uh, do I believe that I'm going to be able to attain all of that? And again, I think this is going to relate to the video that we're going to be talking about today. Um, because we so often get tripped up uh, with these goals mm -hmm. and overwhelmed by these goals that it's tough to believe in them, tough to believe that it's, it's going to happen, that we have the wherewithal to get there. 
And when we break things down, and again, we're going to get into this in a minute, that allows us to have confidence in smaller things so we could build up that belief over a period of, of time. Yes, so, great point. So you, so you don't have to have that full belief of, yes, I could become, you know, run a marathon, right? Like if, if your goal is to run a marathon and you go and try to run a marathon today, you're, you're going to fail. Believing that you could do it is believing that you have the wherewithal in the long run to train and do the little things to get yourself up to that distance of, of running. So I, I think that, like you say, believe, belief is a tricky one, one that you have to work up to in a lot of ways. And just because you don't feel it right now, or maybe because you don't believe in believing right now, doesn't mean that you can't do it. Well, yeah, to use your analogy of the marathon, if you, if you train, you know, if you're training for a marathon, you, you start out by running maybe a mile and, and you, you, you stop every two minutes, you know, that's something that you can do without killing yourself. And then you work your way up to two miles and then you work your way up to three miles and, and you start to see results. You're saying, Oh, okay, I can now run three miles. Who's to say that I can't, if I keep doing this, I won't be able to run. What, what is it? 20 miles. What's a marathon? Yeah. A marathon is, is 26 miles. 26 miles. You know, if you can get yourself to just believe you can run three miles, then you, you see results and you say that this works. I'm going to keep doing it. And, you know, my body has no choice but to adapt to the training. So why don't we, why don't we get to the topic of the week in the video of the week? Because I think, I think that would be helpful. Topic of the week. Topic of the week. Quarantine edition inner self series, Refreshing Your Morning Routine. Brought to you by the video of the week. Video of the week. Billionaires do this for 10 minutes every morning, Mel Robbins. Good old Mel. Mel Robbins, one of the mainstays in this, in this year podcast. And, you know, I think that title is a little misleading. And I think that I don't know what a better title would be, but, but refreshing, probably what our title is, Refreshing Your Morning Routine is a better title for, for her uh, video. I agree. I would, I would agree. I have no idea why it's titled this, but what are you going to do? S somebody in the, on the Mel Robbins team probably uh, decided to name it that because that's what Googles well and what people are searching for. Um, but. What this video, and again, the video of the week by Mel Robbins is billionaires do this for 10 minutes every morning on, on YouTube. But the essence of what Mel is saying, and she's doing these videos now 
during the quarantine. So they're very much like this show. It's very present in the now. And she's very conscious that our our rhythms are off. You know, we're not getting, our our routines are off. And what she's calling for is a reset, and not just any reset, a reset that allows us to accomplish the goals we set out for ourselves and not setting goals that are too lofty. Again, it's like, I want to run a marathon today. It's a fine goal to run a marathon, but setting an impossible, unhealthy goal, something that you could never possibly do, and something that you don't do, you won't do on a consistent basis, is not a good morning routine. It's an indicator that there's something amiss in Denmark. It goes back to the word of the week. You have to, when you're going to believe in something, you have to believe in something that's tangible too. You know, you can't Mm -hmm. believe that one day you're going to be Superman. So your beliefs have to be, and your expectations of yourself, especially during this crisis. And we really don't even know what our expectations of ourselves are. But we have to try to figure it out, um, and we ha- we have to understand that we are uh, we are under a certain amount of stress, whether we like it or not, whether anything else is happening in our lives. Just this quarantine alone is putting stress on our nervous system, so we have to take all this into account when we're planning our days and when we're planning our morning routine and understanding we're probably not going to be able to do all the things that we normally can do. And we probably need to also plan things that relieve this anxiety, at least for a small moment throughout the day. Mel Robbins says how you start your morning basically dictates how your day is going to be. It's a great reminder from, from Mel of the importance of the morning routine, it sets your day up for success. And if you don't have a morning routine, your day will get hijacked by the world. And I'm telling you, my day has been hijacked by my kids being out of school. Okay, right, yeah. With no camp, with no play dates, with friends, no activities that they would normally do you know? I take my little ones to to a a, a play park, mm-hmm. a playground, and that doesn't happen anymore. It's not safe to go to places like that, and so my life has been hijacked by all these sorts of things, and it's knocked my routine, my morning routine, off, and it hasn't been replaced with something. And I think what Mel is saying is that. That's okay. It's okay that you're off your routine. It's okay that you're not doing the things that you had planned to do. It's okay. Now let's plan a morning routine that you can do, that you could be a success at. She makes a very important point that the routine doesn't need to be three hours of yoga journaling for 20 minutes, drinking, 
mushroom tea and these sorts of things because you have other demands on your time and you're not going to be able to dedicate that amount of time to a solitary morning routine. She, as a mother, as, as a woman, comes from a perspective that a lot of these guru-type folks don't come from, where she understands the combating forces for your time. And so what she encourages you to do is to add or change your routine in a way that would make you more efficient, more successful, you know, is very much come up with a routine that takes into account how much time that you actually have and how much time you can place doing, you know, setting yourself up for success. And one of the big things that she says, it, you don't have to, get, and this is something that plagued me for a long time, you don't have to get up at 6 a.m. You don't have to get up at 5 a.m. Your morning yeah. routine starts when you get up. Yeah, I, I gave up on that quest a long time ago, and it was very freeing to not wake up at 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning and feel guilty that I, you know, I can't get up at my normal 5 or 6 o'clock. But it's fine. It's fine. You just have to adjust, just like everything else. And now I start my day at seven or eight o'clock when I feel like getting up. And, you know, Mel Robbins even says in this video, it really doesn't matter what time you get up. Just as it matters what you do when you finally do get up. And yeah. that's a great point, you know, so, so don't beat yourself up because you're getting up at nine or 10 o'clock in the, in the morning. Um, like I said, your, your nervous system is under a lot of, of stress. And you just need that rest. We all need this extra rest right now. We're all tired and we're stressed out and we're sick of this quarantine. And sometimes our body needs to just shut down and we have to let it happen. When I was listening to this video, I started to come up with these questions in my head and I, and I put them all in the show notes here. And I think they're good ways of figuring out what you should add to your routine or maybe change in your routine because I think the routine should have a purpose. Our morning routine is there's a purpose to this and it should be to really get your day going and for you to get involved in the things that you need to get involved in. And it kind of forces you to forge that habit that we always talk about you know you have to be repetitive and this is a good way by adding it to your morning routine you add that repetition every morning to forge the habit the first one what can you add or change to your routine that would make it more efficient i mean that's kind of an obvious one but it's still something that you should ask yourself is this routine as efficient am i going to stick to it is it going to get the things that I need done done for me in the morning? How is it going to affect the other people in, in the house? Another question is, what can I add or change that would fulfill my life more? Is there something that might be uplifting for you that gets you going in the morning? Get, get the right mood going, yeah. 
Yeah, I like to put on some dance music and dance around the house. That gets me that gets me pumped up. Um, for other people, it could be yoga or meditation. Another one is how can it enhance your relationships? Is there something you can do in the morning that would you can include someone else in some kind of bonding? Or maybe you can spend part of your morning writing letters or doing some kind of um, something for someone else. You know, reaching out to someone else and just letting them know you're thinking about them. That's a great one. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we think of morning routines are for ourselves, and, 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 and they are. But that sort of negates the idea that doing something that's interacting and enhancing your relationship with other people is, is a mutually beneficial thing. And right. I think that for me, bringing my wife into the morning routine or, you know, having, you know, having that morning coffee, you know, that morning hug, that morning kiss and looking into each other's eyes, you know, instead of just sort of passing by, you know, don't let the routine become rote, right? Make sure that it's meaningful, meaningful actions and that you're having a real moment with someone. So I think that one is quite, quite good. I like that. I like what you were saying. That, that's, that's a really nice way of, of incorporating someone else into your morning routine. And, and it's quick. It's simple. It's not something elaborate that's going to take a lot of time, but it's certainly meaningful. It actually goes into the next one, which is what can you add or change that would improve your state of mind or your health? Uh, you know, taking a walk with uh, your wife would be a great way to get, have, you could just do both of those. You're, you're having an interaction. You guys can talk, you can hold hands and, and be with each other. And you're also getting some exercise at the same time and some fresh air, a little vitamin D. And then, you know, there's the motivation we talked about too. What's, what will motivate you? You know, you have to have something in your routine that's going to get you pepped up. Like I said, I like to put on some dance music and, and get my blood circulating with a little dance, a little boogie. What do you like to do? Get you get yourself pepped. I like a little music myself. You know, we, we put on uh, some, I wouldn't say dance music per se, but some, some poppy sort of things. And my, my wife has some, some songs that are really nice. Uh, we, we've been doing a lot of Paul Simon lately. Um, okay. Which are, you know. Good little ditties. Sure. Little toe it's tappers. Little toe, you know, it, 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 it helps to wake you up, number one. It, number two, allows you to relax a little bit instead of being stressed out all the time. Mm-hmm. And that frees your mind to open up to the possibilities of the day and break the day down into smaller increments. She reads a letter from a viewer of hers that says that his goal is to open up a restaurant. And it sounds like the guy was paralyzed in fear, not believing how he, that he could actually accomplish that goal. And if your goal, Mel was saying, is to open up a restaurant today, like running a marathon today, you're not going to be successful. But if you break it down 
put it, make baby steps, make it instead of I'm going to open a restaurant today, I'm going to learn about opening a restaurant. I'm going to read about somebody else who has opened up a restaurant. I'm going to educate myself and not for hours, for minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a manageable amount of time to inch yourself closer to the goal that is probably a year or more away. And, and with this quarantine, COVID-19, I know someone specifically who had started up a small business and that small business is in neutral right now because of the quarantine, directly related to the quarantine. And mm-hmm. that that could allow you, you know, that you're defeated and I can't do it. I and the can'ts and the and and all those sorts of things start popping in your head. But you start thinking, you know, what can I do today that will get me closer to that goal and not a lot closer necessarily, but a little closer. What could I do to educate myself on priming myself of when we are able to get through this, what can happen. Yeah. And it, and it's something that we've, we have talked about many times about how you have to start off small and baby steps, one brick at a time, however you want to say it. And it, and it just, your whole attitude towards it changes because it's no longer a mountain in front of you. It's just a one rock. And you can handle one rock. And she talks about visualization. Oh, yes. And this is really important. You know, she talks about people getting half of the visualization right. Whether you have a whiteboard that we've talked about and you write your goals and, and what you're, you're striving for and you, you put that up. But that isn't going to be helpful if you don't believe in it and actually say to yourself, use what's written on your whiteboard, read it, read it to yourself, maybe read it to yourself out loud. Visualization is a key component that you could add to your routine. According to Mel, studies at UCLA have shown this to be very effective. But you have to take time to visualize yourself taking the steps, doing the work needed to be done to get where you want to be. Feel the emotions attached to it. This is incredibly important. Get excited about it. Live it before it happens. Be in that moment. Allow yourself the luxury, which I think seemingly is a luxury, but, but from what Mel is saying, it's sort of a necessity that feel the excitement of opening and having your own restaurant, even when you're in the learning stages of it, or maybe the waiting through the, the COVID-19 quarantine days of it. Oh, so get your morning routine up to snuff. Uh, I know I'm going to work on mine after this. Uh, it definitely needs a reshuffle, and I'll update you guys on on uh, the new and improved morning routine. 
new and improved. And with feasibility in mind, what amount of time do you have to commit to it? What can you actually do? What will benefit you? What will help you put you in the right direction to make the most out of your day? Don't make mm -hmm. it a barrier. Don't make it a thing in of itself. Like I have to do the things that billionaires do. And, and, and again, I think all of the things that we've talked about and even our earlier shows on routines, you know, while I think you could modify what it is, but all, all we've been saying are, are look to people doing things that resonate with you. And if it resonates with you, then great. And if it doesn't, then fine, it doesn't. And keep looking for things that, that, that do work for you. Um, the, the message isn't different now. It's just understanding that the time allotted to a morning routine doesn't need to be great. It can be small. It can be manageable. It could work with your situation. But it still puts you in the same place to be a success during your day and get yourself to move down that line to get that extra mile on your run. To do that opening a restaurant activity that gets you closer to your goal. And don't get overwhelmed in that goal. And in that way, you could believe in yourself and believe that it is attainable. Share, share, share. Join us on our Live It or Wasted Facebook page. Just search Live It or Wasted now. We're also on Instagram, so please check us out over there. For those of you who would like to financially support this podcast, we ask you to go to patreon.com slash live it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash live it. For folks out there who are wanting to do a podcast during this quarantine, it's a very good time to start something like this and maybe work towards that goal of having your own podcast and you're on the eastern half of the world you could hit me up at someonetalkedmedia.com or if you're on the west side of the globe go to winedesigns.com and uh, if you want to do a podcast I can set you up now stay inside and live it I'm going to stay inside I swear don't waste it Peace and love. This has been a production of someone talked media.com.